Hello and welcome to the Zurich Life podcast. My name is Neve McSweeney and I'm joined by Ian Slattery today to look at the investment market's performance and discuss Zurich's current fund position. The Zurich Life podcast is available to download through the SoundCloud app and also on zurich.ie. You can also subscribe through both iOS and Android, which will allow you to download and listen offline. This investment podcast does not constitute an offer and should not be taken as a recommendation from Zurich. Advice should always be sought from a qualified professional. Good morning, Ian. Good morning, Eve. Looking at investment markets, we saw earnings from quarter two start to come through in July. What was the market reaction? Well, equity markets overall were positive for the month of July, as better than expected earnings did lift them. Um, trade tariff tensions continue to bubble under the surface, uh, but economic conditions are currently strong and growth is expected to remain above trend. Putting the trade tensions to one side, um, financial markets are broadly in good shape with further upside potential for equities. However, the global landscape has become more fragile as shifting sands have become more evident. From increasing populism and mounting trade tensions to tightening US monetary policy, risks have risen. On the fixed income side, Eurozone government bonds continue to offer little long-term value. And was there much difference in the performance of different geographical areas? Well, well, as I, as I said there, overall equities were up um, and they were up about 3% over the course of July and have given a total return of about 5.8% for the first seven months of 2018. Um, international returns for Eurozone investors have been enhanced throughout the year by some euro currency weakness. On a more regional basis, uh, local currency returns last month in the major markets ranged from 4.6% in the Eurozone to minus 2.1% in Ireland. Europe, which had been negatively affected by the political upheaval in Italy, bounced back from recent lows. The US market, which had broken above its 50-day moving average in the month of May, rose further again in July and was up 3.6%. Uh, Year-to-date, the best-performing markets have been the US, whilst the worst being Japan and Hong Kong which have been negatively affected by the trade concerns. Sector-wise, what level of divergence was evident? Well, overall, there was uh, broad upward movements across the sectors for the month of July, with the best performing being industrials, which were up 5.8%, and healthcare up 4.4%. Utilities were the worst performing sector and lagged the market, but still posted a positive return of 1%. Overall, the partial change of direction seen in June continued in July, with some cyclical sectors, such as technology and energy, underperforming throughout the month. However, year-to-date, cyclical stocks have by and large outperformed, led by consumer discretionary and technology. The sector dispersion currently evident in the market gives active managers, like Zurich, the opportunity to outperform. Okay, Ian, and um, moving on to bonds, what were the key changes here? Well, Neve, the overall uh, five-year Euro government bond index fell by 0.4% during July, as the more risk-on sentiment permeated markets as the Italian crisis receded. The overall return for the first seven months of the year for the index is a figure of plus 0.7%, which is well below some of the figures that we've discussed in equities already. German 10-year bond yields rose during July, moving from 0.3% to 0.41% as the aforementioned geopolitical concerns receded. The yield began the year at 0.43%. Across the water, equivalent US yields, which move inversely to price, moved higher to roughly 2.95%, as rate expectations continue to be priced in by market participants. Uh, Just staying with the US, can we expect any further US rate rises this year? Yes, well, uh, having increased interest rates on the 21st of March at the first meeting under new Fed Chairman Jerome Powell, the Federal Reserve moved again on the 13th of June to bring the rates to 2%, which is the seventh rise since the cycle turned. 
Uh, it also indicated two more upward moves uh, to be expected throughout the remainder of 2018, with the next expected in September, with the, the last of the year uh, due in December. Uh, on the Eurozone side of things, quantitative easing is expected to conclude this December, uh, but interest rates are likely to remain at current ultra-low levels for at least another 12 months. Ian, we've seen a strong performance for oil in 2018, whilst gold and copper have been weaker. How did the commodity sector do in July? Um, commodity prices in general were lower during the month, returning minus 2.3%. Uh, as you mentioned, oil, which was the dominant uh, constituent of the index, had a strong 2018, but actually had a poor July, which led the index to a 3.1% minus return for the year to date. The price of oil has been particularly strong for the last 10 months on the back of strengthening demand and geopolitical concerns, but it did pause for a breath throughout July. The gold price was in fact lower again and closed the month at roughly $1,213 per troy ounce and is now down nearly 7% in dollar terms so far in 2018. Copper, which had rallied strongly in 2017, was negative once again as the industrial metal was hit hard by growth concerns in the Asian region in the face of the trade tariff disputes. Looking then to Zurich's positioning in the markets, um, our core market position remains broadly intact, I think it's safe to say, but what other activity do we see across our funds in the month of July? Well, equity positions are well above the middle of ranges in all the multi-asset portfolios and were in fact increased further at the start of July. The weighting in Europe had been cut back significantly in May on a tactical basis due to the political environment in Italy and the risk of contagion in the rest of the Eurozone. This tactical position was reversed throughout the month, although Eurozone allocations are still slightly below a neutral level. Despite some increased levels of risk, Zurich remains constructive on equities in general. With regards to geographical positions, the main bias is towards Asia-Pacific, the US, Japan and Ireland, whilst underweight positions are held in Europe and the UK. Sector positions were broadly maintained during the month and the funds are positively biased towards technology, materials and healthcare stocks and negatively biased towards the likes of utilities and telecoms. As had been our position for a number of months, bond positions were towards the bottom end of the ranges whilst the duration of the remaining bonds is also low. Thanks Ian for that comprehensive review of what's happening across the investment markets and to our listeners we hope you found this helpful. For more information on our fund range and to catch up on our latest investment news visit Zurich.ie. Past performance is not a reliable guide to future performance. Benefits may be affected by changes in currency exchange rates. The value of your investment may go down as well as up. If you invest in these funds you may lose some or all of the money you invest. Zurich Life Assurance PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.